0: welcome brothers and sisters back this is pastor edwin welcome to my podcast we're here um with another lesson of faith builders from osl level one faith builders okay we're still in the series of being right with god and this here teaching is titled righteousness reminding us of righteousness now we know um uh, the lesson before that we had touched a lot on Romans and touched a lot on Galatians of righteousness, of of being filled with the Spirit of who you are, being the spirit inward man that Paul talked about. But we're going to touch a little more on the righteousness part because once that happens, when we receive um, the Holy Spirit by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and um, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, We become the righteousness of God. So we're going to go into this, but first let's open up in prayer, okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this setting. I thank you for allowing us to take in the breath of life that you freely have given to us, my Lord, my God. Thank you, Father, for this moment here that we're able to come together to fellowship through this podcast, through the class and in person, uh, here with those that are with us. And even those that are listening, Father, I pray that they've had a glorious week, last couple weeks here, Lord, through the studies. That the enemy has not uh, distracted them and taken them away from concentrating on the things that you want them to come to understand about you. And how can we say, Father, that we know you and why we serve you if we do not know you, Lord, which we know that you Make it possible for each and every one of us to receive that information, to receive your absolute truth. And that's exactly what we're looking for, Father, is your absolute truth. We pray, Holy Spirit, to be amongst us today in your presence uh, that we can feel your presence and receive wisdom and clarity on the things that we're going to read and study today through this lesson in Faith Builder of Righteousness. We thank you for Jerry Dearman, for uh, allowing us to partner up in Operation Solid Lives to bring this study, Father God, to the communities that we're, we're, we're residing in, to the culture that we're facing today, Lord, and able to reach them with your absolute truth. We thank you, Father God, for the blessings that you have brought that ministry, that allows our ministry also to to uh, um, partner with him and continue moving forward, Father, to bring you the glory always. Bringing you the glory is what we want to do as we pray, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys have had a great couple of weeks through your studies. Um, you've been able to reach out to me. Um, you've been able to reach out to your to your coaches. You've been able to reach out to your facilitator for any questions that you have. But most of all, and first of all, that you've been able to reach out to God. You've been able to talk to Him. You've been able to fellowship with Him in the time that's given to you by Him for you to spend time with Him. And we see that it really isn't a lot. It doesn't require a lot from us as far as that goes. You know, I mean, we have 24 hours in the day. And if he asks us for two, three minutes out of that day, I don't think it's a lot at all. Uh, at all. And I'm sure you agree. So here we are. You're probably wondering, man, this, we're going into the righteousness. Again, we're we're just going to touch base on it. But it's important that we do touch base because this gives us an outlook also. As Apostle Paul was talking here through these chapters, like I said, he's building confidence And not just the Christian believer, but the new Christian believer and also those that do not know God or that are coming into the fold to, um, into the family. And I say fold because I mean the family where we start to learn more about who God is and why we serve him and why do we love his son and why his son loves us and how do we receive the Holy Spirit and why did God give us the power to do these things and then we also talk about we're going to talk about the confidence that God wants us to have needs us to have so we can walk in this righteousness that he has planned for each and every one of us to walk in today especially today in the things that we're facing and that things that are coming in the future so I want you to open your books, your Bibles, um, up to Romans 8, 1, to the book of Romans, um, chapter 8, verse 1. And just stay there for a second as we go through it. Because when we, we look to see if you have the, a right for him to answer your prayer, or if you don't have that right, that's part. That's the part that he looks at, that God is looking at. So we, we come to chapter 8, verse 1, and Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation, there is therefore no. Now, right now, and everybody say now, now, because now is talking to us right now. is talking to us now. As well as it was back when Paul originally put this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And I talked to you through that last time we studied this. I mean, not walking according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit does not mean that now you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're perfected, and, and now you don't do anything wrong. But because he just spent seven chapters letting us know that we can't do anything wrong, we're not that good, right? And so therefore, God doesn't just judge us on based on how good we are anymore. He judges us on how good Jesus was. And if you receive Jesus, then you get the goodness, the righteousness that he had uh, uh, credited to each and every one of us. <clears> that he credited to you and I. So when he says here, who does not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, he's saying a person who doesn't think of their righteousness of God and their right to be in front of God based on how good they are in the natural. And I want you to write that down. If you have your, please get out your pens and pencils. You probably already have it set because you're already in habit of doing it, right? Okay, so great. Um, write this down, alright? Write the part natural. I want you to write natural. Because we're going to talk about spiritual, natural, in the righteousness, alright? And how we're, how our mind transforms from the things of the world, from the natural, okay? Which today we face a challenge against the natural. So let's keep on. So, um, so, um, there, We talked about the righteousness of God and their right to be in front of God. You feel that way. Some people feel they don't have the right to be in front of God because they feel they haven't um, been good enough or based on how good they are. Again, in that natural, in your body, by what your hands may do, where your feet may go, where your eyes may look at. Uh, But a person that walks according to their spirit man and says... But by spirit is born again, I mean, I may be messing up in the natural. That doesn't mean you have a right to go ahead and do it anyway. That's what we're also always reminding and saying here. But now you're walking, knowing who you are. And this is what I want to talk to you about today is knowing who you are, that you have a righteousness, consciousness, that you walk around all the time thinking of yourself in the spirit. And who you are in the spirit, in your spirit, your spirit, okay, is different than it used to be. Because you accepted Jesus Christ. It's been baptized by the Holy Spirit. So your spirit is different than it used to be. Your spirit is not like your body. Your spirit is not like your mind. Okay, and you think about my mind, how many of you know your mind thinks some bad things? And those are things that we talked about before, but let's go a little deeper as we ask you now, I ask you, and, and write that down. If you get a chance there, write those things down, um, how your mind thinks of some bad things, and write down the things that your mind thinks about, Okay. And you don't have to share this with anybody. This is for you, between you and God. And you write these things that your mind thinks, the bad things, just so you can look at them and be conscious of, you know, all the things that you have thought about or continue to think about even now that you struggle and fight against and rebuke and don't want to keep thinking. Your mind has thought some things that you would never want any other people to know, and that's obvious. And here tonight, you wouldn't want them to know about it at all, right? Especially now you're sitting next to them. But like I said, you can write it down now or not. You can write it down later, but make a list of those things that come to mind so you can have something to fight against, something to pray against. Okay? Now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about when you are not saved. When you're not with Jesus. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when now, when you're with Jesus. Stuff has crossed your mind still. And now you may not have given place to it, which you shouldn't. You may have not let it be there very long, which, again, you shouldn't. But it was there. And you let it be there longer than you should have let it be there. How many of you are glad that your spirit doesn't think that anymore? But your mind still does. See? But your spirit doesn't. And Paul said, There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk after their mind in the way that their mind thinks and what their body is doing, but they walk and say, no, wait a minute, I'm inside a new person. My heart, my spirit is right with God. And he says, well, if you are a spirit, right with God, even if your body is messing up, even if your mind is thinking wrong thoughts, then there's no condemnation for you because God's looking at you in the spirit. Now, let me just put a little parentheses in here again because uh, that does not mean have fun, my friend. Go out and do whatever you want to do because you got it made in the shade. No, sir, buddy Bob. No way, no how. That's not what I'm saying. Now, that that's not what this means at all, okay? We're still responsible for what our mind thinks and what our body does because if our mind's thinking it, then our mind can convince our flesh to allow it to happen, you see, and this is why we have to stay conscious with this and be responsible for what our mind thinks and what our body does. But there's no condemnation because God says that wasn't you that did it; that was your body. Get it under control. But listen, it wasn't you. It's like having an, an evil brother. <laughs> Mom says your older brother. Get him under control. You know, you're oh, <laughs> get your your little brother under control and. I've had that being a younger brother where all the brothers had to come and get me or, or get me under control. See, because and so your flesh, let's go back into this. Your flesh is your responsibility, but it's not you. Everybody say that. Say, I'm not my flesh, but my flesh belongs to me. I'm responsible for my flesh, but I am not my flesh. I'm a spirit born again, right with God. And God looks at me, the spirit man, righteousness of God. That's who I am. See, and that's why there's no condemnation for you, because you're not the flesh. Now, if you were the flesh, they obviously there'd be condemnation. But you're not. You're the new person. Now I want to continue to read because Paul hits this a little little bit later and it gets very specific about what we need to do. And notice again verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law, the Old Testament law, could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And notice very carefully verse 5. See, verse 4 says that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk. And he's in. he gives these two phrases again, according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, in verse 5, he's going to explain to us again what the difference is between walking according to the flesh and walking according to the Spirit. Okay? And notice verse 5. For those... For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on, on what? The things of the Lord? No, things of the flesh. It says here, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now, he's telling us what it means to walk in the flesh. He's not saying... When he's saying walk in the flesh, he doesn't mean doing bad things as opposed to good things. That's not what he's saying. And I said that nice and slowly so you can get that. He did not say, he's not saying when he's talking about in the flesh, he doesn't mean doing bad things as opposed to good things. That's not what he's saying, okay? But when he says walking according to the flesh, he's saying you're thinking about your flesh. You're thinking about how good you are, even if you're doing good things. You're putting your mind on the good things that you're doing. And so the flesh is good. How many of you remember that in, in the Garden of Eden, there was, there were two trees. And not too many people know about this, but follow along. In the middle of the garden, there was the tree of life. And there was another tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God told Adam, don't eat the tree of this tree. Don't eat the fruit of the tree. The knowledge of the good and evil. Do not eat of that tree. Now, if I was God, I would have said... I would have said... um, I would have called the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And told Adam, do not eat the fruit from the tree, the knowledge of good and evil. Now, if I was God, I would have said... I would have made a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then another tree that was a tree of the knowledge of evil. And said, don't eat the trees. Right? (laughs) Knowledge of evil. Just eat of the tree of the knowledge of good. But God didn't do that, now did he? Doesn't mean that he's imperfect. That God is perfect in all he does. God said, don't eat. Don't you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You understand? Because good and evil. Let me clarify that, okay? Because good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil were all in the same tree. There it is. The knowledge of good and evil were all in the same tree. God's saying, I don't want you to come over and say, well, is he good and evil? No, I, I'm going to choose good. God says, no, you don't even eat off that tree, good or evil, you eat off the tree of life. And that's a type in the Bible, that's a tree in the Bible uh, of the inside of you that has a spirit inside of you. You need to be eating from the part of you that was born of the Spirit of God, the absolute truth of God, the tree of life. Not of this other part of you that can, with logic and decisions and choices, determine what's good and what's bad. God said, don't even eat off that tree, the tree of good or bad. You focus on this other tree, the tree of life. You're getting this. I hope you're getting this. Are, are you seeing what I'm saying here? So even if you're focusing on the good stuff that you're doing, he said, no, it's the wrong tree. That's the flesh still. You may think, but it's good. But it's still the flesh. You're putting confidence in your flesh. You need to have your confidence in what Jesus has done for you and your spirit. The free gift of righteousness. Are you catching this? Are you Are you following along? So he says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. I'm doing this. I'm being a good little girl today. I'm being a good little boy today. And look, I didn't curse today. I did not did I. Did you hear one word come from me? I didn't curse all flapping, flipping day, right or wrong. <clears throat> and you begin to think, see? I'm right with God. No, you're right with God, not because you didn't cuss or because you didn't uh, cop an attitude or or because you didn't smoke today or or none of that. No, you're right with God because of what the Lord, when Lord Jesus Christ died in your place and handed you his righteousness. His righteous acts as a free gift to be used to your credit. He made a deposit in your spiritual bank account. And that is so large. I mean, it is never not enough to understand. Not enough. See, don't try to be good enough. Don't put confidence in what you can do. That doesn't mean that you're not trying to be obedient. But you're not thinking about how that... now You're not thinking about how now that you did something right today. Or that you actually prayed today or something... Jesus deposited his righteousness and your spiritual account in your spiritual account. You have a right to come to God because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't set your mind on what you're doing in the flesh for God. Set your mind on who you are because of what Jesus has done. Man, this, these things are, this, all this is free, free gifts. Even when I mess up, I'm not messed up. Even when I mess up, I'm not messed up. Now understand, man, I, I'm still in the relationship with God. My spirit is still the righteousness of God and credit. No, now I still need to come and confess my sin to God and receive forgiveness from Him. But I wasn't thrown out of the family. I'm still a citizen. You know, it, 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 you feel that? You following me, right? Okay, so how how many of you know you break the law in America, you're still a citizen? <clears throat> you have rights. Like I told you, they lay you down, you have the right to remain, you, you're, you're a criminal, but you still have rights because you're a citizen. And let me tell you something else. When you sin, it breaks fellowship with God. That's right. When you sin, it breaks fellowship with God. But you're still in a relationship with God. You have rights. Take the rights. Use the rights. You have the right to confess your sin. That is your right. I'm not saying come against God. This is you have the right to confess your sin, and to receive forgiveness. These are promises. Now, before the Lord, you're able to do all these things. Amen. Now, listen. I want you to look at a, at verse five again. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now, it's a simple sentence structure issue. Okay. But I want you to see something that's very important. And by the way, those of you that are called to be teachers, or you have an anointing, a gifting, a calling, desire to be a teacher, let me tell you what one of the most basic fundamental principles of teaching the Word is. I had to learn this too. And that is not trying to come up with something to teach, but just taking what the Bible says that these words of god are so filled with truth and and, 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 re, and always re, uh, uh you get nuggets you get a bits pieces big pieces uh or even small ones revelations from god that you can put into the word this is why a lot of ministers go they they pray to god they spend time with the lord so he brings them a word something to bring to the congregation that god wants to reveal to them and you start hearing it from the people saying wow man, you're speaking right to me because it was god's intention Our job is to pick up a part of what God said and say, look at this. Look at it from this angle. Look at this. Do you see this? It may be something that you think was just so obvious. It's so simple. And yeah, but until we focus on it and get the revelation of it in our hearts, it doesn't smack or or it doesn't strike our hearts and our minds to where we begin to walk. We begin to walk like it's true. We don't. We still folly with it. And, and the, the, the simplest thing that can be the most life-changing to a person's heart. And I want you to notice it seems simple. And it seems like, well, of course, well, that's what it means. But listen to what the principle is here that he shares in. Verse 5. For those who live, for those who live a according to the flesh listen to these next four words set their minds on what was that set their minds on and this isn't hard this is and science in fact i just circled those four words in my bible it's not rocket science listen to these next four these four words again set their minds on Because they also need to be repeated in another part of this verse. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, now insert those words, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Isn't that what that means? The way that that verse is laid out, right? I mean, listen to those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. They're thinking about the things of the flesh, the natural realm. And what I'm doing, and, and how I'm doing it. And it's up to me. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. This mindset, see, can I do this? I don't know if I can, I can make an impact on my work. I, I, can I really make a difference? Can I be successful in, in the affairs of my life? Can I do it or not? Flesh, the natural setting, your mind on yourself and how you're doing. But he said those who live according to the Spirit See, the ones with no condemnation. Mm-hmm. See, those are the ones with no condemnation. They, they, they take their mind and they set their mind on things of the Spirit. Who am I? I'm born again. I'm the righteousness of God. I, I've got a covenant with God. God has made promises to me. God loves me. God is proud of me. God has forgiven me. God has changed me. I, I will be with him forever. He will never leave me nor forsake me. And you see, these are the things that are not the natural things that will confront you every day and slap you in the face. You're confronted with natural things every day. But the spiritual things, you have to take your mind and set, set your mind over these spiritual things. You have to do it. Stay mindful. uh, You have to stay mindful of what's going on in the unseen realm. So he's talking to us about how to live according to the Spirit. Don't just look at the natural and remember who you are. Can you imagine how our lives would change if we could remember who we were all day long? Whatever you do, I don't care whether you have a job or or whether you don't. Can you imagine every affair of life being conscious of the fact that you're right with God? And that when you pray, God listens to you. He's with you. He's in you. Can you imagine the power, the confidence that floods your mind and heart when you're walking or talking to somebody, looking right in their eyes? Because you know who you are. You're aware that God is with you. And he said everything you put your hand to would prosper. Can you imagine walking around with that kind of confidence? If something, some bad news comes, you say, no big deal. You don't stress it. You flip it to the side. All right. Do you realize I got a covenant with God? Do you see what I'm saying? See, that's mindful of the things of the spirit. But we have to work at that and and, and do this on purpose, like I said, because life has a way of slapping you all the time to remind you who you are in the flesh. Now, doesn't it? Doesn't it knock you down and say, "Oh yeah, you think you're you're a tough guy, huh?" Well, look at this and take a look at that, and how about some of this and some of that? And you know, you couldn't speak. I mean, you couldn't speak to you as a spiritual people, but as carnal as the babes. Now, listen to what Paul says, because one of my favorite phrases here, and I share this because I also like this phrase as well. And Jared Irwin did post, and he said that one of his favorite phrases. In uh, um, in the Bible is from 1 Corinthians chapter three. Now listen to this, where Paul says, "I breathe, and I couldn't speak to you as a spirit, as the spiritual people, but as the carnal, as the babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with solid food. For until now, you're not able to bear it, and you're still not able for for where there every strife and division among you. Listen, are you not carved carnal and behaving like mere men? That just even though he's rebuking him, it blesses." It blesses me to remember we shouldn't be acting like mere men. We're suited humans to do. Un- do you understand that, what, what I'm talking about here? I mean, the presence and the Spirit of God is within us. We're the righteousness of God, and we look in the Spirit of God. is with us. We look in the mirror, and we look at the natural, and let the social mirror of life reflect who you are. If you allow this social mirror reflect who you are, you will misjudge yourself. Limit, you'll limit yourself down to what a normal human being can accomplish and become. But if you can look into the word and set your mind on who you are in the spirit, you can realize, man, I can soar. And accomplish the great things in the kingdom of God. I can change the circumstances that I'm in right now. Regardless of how devastating they are. Or, or strong they are. Because the weapons of our warfare pull down strongholds. You see? But you've got to set your mind on this. This is what I'm talking about to you. Uh, you need to be always conscious of the fact that you're the righteousness of God. And Christ and God smiling at you. That's my child. That's my kid right there. That's my kid right there. And the devil's saying, I am a wisdom. I've says, and God says, try it, man. You go ahead and try it. Take out right now. Take, go ahead, try. I mean, didn't God outright rebuke the devourer for your sake? If God is for us, who can be against us? Doesn't the Bible say that he's on our team? But see, the word speaks a language that is backward to our natural mind. I'll say that again. The Bible's the word speaks a language, okay, that is backward to our natural mind. Your mind has been trained to believe what it sees in the mirror and what it sees in the social mirror. In other words, the way people perceive you and they don't respect you. So you act with no respect. Is this true or not? Think about it. Look around. Look at your friends, your family, look at yourself. You know, if I could set you up in the natural and get all of you, uh, all of your peers and all the people that you come in contact with to play a trick on you. And for the next 90 days to esteem you, to esteem you, to respect you, to encourage you, to tell you what a great person you are and how brilliant you are, how smart you are. Do you know by the time the 90 days was finished, you'd be a different person? Even though as a practical joke, (laughs) you see... Did you know that? Even as a practical joke, you would be a different person because you would begin to look in the social mirror and believe some things about yourself. Well, see, that's not what God wants. God doesn't want you to look into the social media. He doesn't want you to look at that mirror. He wants you to look into the mirror of the word and to be conscious of that fact. Man, I have God. The authority of the name of Jesus. I've got authority over all the power of the enemy. Whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you see that? I'm right with God. I've got a right to change some things around here. You see these things differently. Like Jesus did. Oh, there's not enough bread. Give it to me, he said. Remember this? Give it to me instead of saying, oh, oh, we got a problem situation. How we are going to feed all these people? No, we only got a four, four, you know, loaves of bread. No. He said, give them to me. In authority, give them to me. You know, and, and the thing is that in our mind, our minds think that the word is backwards. Okay. We're reading it the same. Your righteousness of God in Christ. And even though I'm teaching this and we're looking at what the Bible says, your mind is listening to me. I mean, your mind is listening to me and thinking that I'm talking about somebody else. You start wandering off and your mind wants to think it's somebody else. This isn't me. You understand? Because you know you're looking at the flesh. And God's trying to say that's not who you are. Don't look at the flesh. I have changed you inside. I have made you a new creation. You are an eagle that will soar and rise above the mere human beings of this earth. But we gotta think that way. We gotta believe this truth from God. And notice, and and I notice that when I begin to be conscious of what Jesus has done for me, that I'm righteous and not focused on my sin. And my shortcomings, but focus on the fact that, man, he did it for me. He did this for me. And, and all of a sudden, the confidence level just rose up to where I'm walking down the street, expecting things what I do to be successful and effective. That I don't even know what I'm doing. You get this, you're following me, but it's going to work. You believe in this, it's going to work. You believe in God, you believe that he's there, you're the righteousness of God. But how is that? How do you know what to do? I know what to do. God's with me. It's going to work. And I'm not talking about being religiously weird either. I'm talking about just uh, just a confidence. And it's like, Peter, you're walking on the water before you realize it. And, And you know, the wind starts blowing. You start thinking, oh, man, I can't reach the boat anymore. And why? Because you knew something. This is the way that God is trying to get us to walk, to not think in the natural, but to think and set your minds on the things of the spirit. Now, if he had his mind, if Peter had his mind on the things of the spirit, I really everybody would believe that he would have walked right over to Christ. But he stepped into the water, right? Okay. Romans 12, verse 1 talks about the flesh. And it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Listen to that. Listen to that again. Hallelujah. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. See, there's the flesh. We don't just let the flesh do whatever it wants to do. We present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is in our reasonable service. But then verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind, see your spirit caught hold of the righteousness of God and maybe even receive some revelation. But your mind will continue to think that old bad stuff and see yourself the way you used to be. And instead of seeing your new self, And what we need to do is realize that if our minds can be renewed to think of ourselves as a new creation, as the righteousness of God, as having the authority in the name of Jesus, as having the Holy Spirit's power with us to face any issue in life, I mean, if there's something that I need wisdom on the Holy Spirit, give me a word of wisdom, my Lord. Just that fast. Just thinking, oh yeah, well... Thank God. Thank God your word says if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all. We ask for wisdom. Now in Jesus' name, amen, amen, huh? Thank God we've got the wisdom of God seeing you, just expect you. Never lack anything. Your God supplies all of your needs. Can you imagine walking around with that consciousness? It starts with righteousness. Because if you don't believe And if you're not aware in your mind that you're the righteousness of God, then you can't believe for anything else. Because your righteousness is what gives you the confidence that you have a right to ask and believe for anything else. That you, you understand what I'm saying. You have confidence that you have the right. I'm I, I, Do you understand what I'm saying? Otherwise, you'll be condemning your mind all the time that I'm not measuring up. Why would God heal me? Why would God promote me? Why would God help me financially? Why would He restore my family? Why would He do that for me? I'm not measuring up. But see, that is setting your mind. Again, you have to set your mind. That is setting your mind on the things of the flesh. But if you set your mind on the things of the Spirit, I'm telling you... Things change. I'm telling you, walk around with that strut, you know, that confidence, that bounce. And I'm talking about arrogance. I'm talking about confidence. I'm telling you, when you know you are who you are, when you're conscious of the fact that you have a covenant with the Almighty God who said, I will do for you anything you need, I've called you anointed. And anointed you, I've already planned for you to accomplish things in life. And it's a done deal if you can just keep your attention right here with me. And don't let anybody convince you that you can't do it. Righteousness, consciousness, righteousness, consciousness now. So let's look at, look at Isaiah chapter 54 real quick. Uh, I'm going to show you a scripture that we quote quite a bit. But sometimes we don't get down to the end of it. And Isaiah chapter 4, and come to the last verse, verse 17, and it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Can you imagine what would happen if you believe that? You know how many things we don't even try because it could bite us? Hmm. Do you know how many ideas that we have that we could very well They could be very well good ideas, but we don't have the confidence to step out and try them. And we think, well, I could fail. I could look dumb. I could lose money. Who knows what could happen with fear? Can you imagine if we just had this idea, no weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. There's nothing nobody can do. It didn't say a weapon wouldn't be formed against you. Wouldn't it be nice if it said no weapon will be formed? No, but it said no weapon that is formed against you will work. It will not succeed. It will not work. Can you imagine if you're walking around with like, like you've got all the armor you need and there is no weapon that can penetrate the armor that you have on, huh? Just the confidence that brings you, you're, you know, you're just walking around that confidence thinking. Thinking it doesn't matter what comes against me. What I have from God is going to deal with it. Stop it in his tracks. The shield of faith quenches all the fury darts of the wicked one. Okay, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. What? Did you hear that? It said that you shall condemn. It didn't say that God will condemn, it said that you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And notice this, it's like a change in who's talking. And their righteousness is from me saying, it's almost like like God butts right into this. Isaiah speaking prophetically by the Holy Spirit, obviously. Uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And it's like God butting in says, And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Where is it from? It is from us. It is from being a good boy? No. Is it from us? Being obedient enough? No. Who is it from? It's like he just busts right on in. And just picture this. God busting it right on in and says, Their righteousness is from me says the lord in other words their right not to have a weapon formed against them comes from me god you got a problem with that i got to see he just steps in and says by the way let me tell you why they have this right let me tell you why it comes from me <laughs> it comes from me and this is god let me tell you something. God takes care of our sin issues in-house. He does not let anybody else come at you and say they have a right to discipline you. That's family business. You understand? You understand what I'm talking about? And that expects that you're going to be treated with respect. And you're going to be able to be successful. Uh, successful in the family business. And you understand? And that expects that from you. He intends for you to be this person. And if it doesn't happen, dad is going to be right there. Their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Do You understand? And the devil will come at you and say, Oh yeah, you think you're, you're a tough guy. How huh? you think you're going to get promoted at your job? You think your, uh, your life's going to go good? Your family's going to be put back together. Oh yeah. You think everything you put it, your hands on, who, who's going to do? Do you think you're going to be healed? Oh, you think, well, look at your life. Look at, look at you. Look at it, right? And God just grabs you and pulls you back behind him and says, his righteousness is from me. Got a problem with that? He puts you right behind him and steps up front and says, the righteousness is from me. You hear what I'm saying? Listen. We need to be conscious of the fact that God has done this for us and walk around with confidence. If you've got sin data, we'll take care of it at home. You're part of the family, but you don't ever let anything in life slow you down or tell you that you can't or you're a nobody or, or you, or you are somebody because you are your righteousness came from God and therefore it cannot be taxed. It cannot be diminished because God never diminishes the righteousness of Jesus. Never. Is deficient ever. So regardless of what you've done. Dad pulls you back. Father God pulls you back and says. Their righteousness is from me. This is the judge talking. Case closed. And even though. You sin, The case is closed. See and God says now walk around. And think about that all day long. That I got your back. And if there's a problem. We'll take care of it at home. But it should not ever limit you. And your effectiveness in life. Praise God. You understand? Righteousness, consciousness. Righteousness, consciousness. Let's stand up together wherever you're at. If you're driving, okay, I understand. But praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord right where you're at. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you. My Lord, my God, we bless you. Stretch your hands up to the Lord. Talk to Him. Praise His name. We love you, Lord. Tell Him you love Him. We love you. Say this out loud. Say it in your mind. Oh, the things of the Spirit, who I am in Christ. Who I am in the, in, in the faith. By the grace of the Lord, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. Nobody, and nothing can stop me from being who I'm called to be. Not even my flesh can stop me. I'm right with God. I'm born of His Spirit. I've got the authority of the name of Jesus. I've got His power working in me. I've got the mind of Christ, the wisdom of God, the power of the Holy Spirit flowing inside of me. I'm unstoppable because God's with me. I can accomplish great things, overcome any obstacle because of who I am. I am right with God. Things are changing for me. Things are looking up. Problems will bow their knees to the name of Jesus when I speak it, when I declare the word of God. It has the same effectiveness. And as when God said, let there be light, and there was light, I've got the right to use his word. I've got a right to use the name of Jesus. Everything I put my hand Two, from this night forward, it will prosper. It will work because God is leading me. God loves me. He smiles at me. He believes in me. I'm part of his family and my righteousness is from him. He said it was he who covers me. Hallelujah. He's got my back. He's got my front. Thank you, Lord. So I put on now my faith. My God, the breastplate of righteousness. My faith in righteousness of God. Believe this. God is a breastplate for me to dissolve condemnation. And any wicked, insulting thought of the enemy. Any guilt trip. My breastplate catches it knocked it down cuz I know who I am. I'm not a mere human being. I'm a superhuman born again, spirit-filled child of the highest most high God. My life will make a difference and Satan can't stop it. And no one else can. If God is for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No evil shall befall me. No, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. I've got a right To be right, to be forgiven. To be washed, cleansed. I'm redeemed, and I'm with my God, and He's with me forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now let's thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know how the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, rejoice. You know, you know, it says that. Well, you can do just that by faith when you don't feel joy or you feel blue about something or excitement. You don't feel excitement and just say, I rejoice in the Lord. What he wants us to do is to allow this new way of thinking to overcome us so that joy of the Lord comes up in the inside in spite of the circumstances around us. And John wrote in the same chapter where he wrote about restoring fellowship with God by confessing sin and being in fellowship with God. He said, I write these things to you that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship was with the Lord. And he goes on to say, I write these things to you that your joy may be full. Because see, if you walk around and set your mind on the things, again, set your mind on the things of the Spirit and what Jesus has done for you, it starts to bring joy. Hallelujah. And I notice that sometimes when I'm in the zone and I and I catch it again, I, I get to bring joy. You see, I get that glimpse and man, it's just, it strikes me like, yes. And it's overwhelming and you can't hear, hold back the tears, you know, regardless of what's going on in your life. I'm right with God. And He made promises to me. He's going to keep them. them. He's going to keep the problem that while I was thinking different than anybody else. You're in covenant with God. And you're right with God. By the blood of Jesus. And so problems come and go, and you just deal with them differently than everybody else. They can't understand it. They think you don't care. They think you're ignorant and you're you're you don't you're irresponsible and that you don't care, but they just don't understand what it is to set your mind on the spirit. They think you're some kind of freak or something, being crazy. But that's being in the zone, in God's zone. And you know, and if you don't think it works, you just try it. And you realize that all of these circumstances that seems so permanent, they bow their knees to the faith that you have in the things of God. And they all change and get out of the way. God makes the crooked path straight. they're right straight. And you say to that mountain, move out of the way. Here I come. Amen. See, I'm telling you, there is so much success in you right now and those that are listening tonight. I mean, things, places in your life that you have not been successful. Now, you're going to be because you're thinking about who you really are right now and about what God's going to do through you. Amen. Amen. And just say it by itself, says, that's me. That's who I am. I am the righteousness of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.